1: and welcome to the molten fantasy sports podcast i'm supercoast matrix here with my co-host as always uh supercoach brain braino how are you mate
2: yeah i'm well mate i'm well i don't know about you but i have changed my team about 10 times since we spoke last on the last episode so um i'm in i'm in true preseason form at the moment Excellent. I've had a bit of a lack of sleep. The uh, the young fella
1: kept me up last night till after midnight, and I have reshaped the whole lineup. So, yeah, it even, even uh, some of the some of the guys I thought were busts, I've changed my mind and uh, slid them into my team, and we'll have a bit of a chat about that today.
2: Excellent. Looking forward to it.
1: <laughs> hey guys. So this is the uh, the first of our team previews. Um, rather than starting in alphabetical order uh we thought that we would do it in the order that they finished last year and we're going to be starting with the premiers we're going to go premium with the uh the penny panthers um we are going to start at fullback uh with dylan edwards at uh, 700k um Clive Churchill medal last year, Brano. Um, I'm excited to see how he goes. A bit of a step down from those premium guys like Tedesco and Latrell. What do you reckon?
2: Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, you hit the nail on the head when we were talking about him um, off air. Where um, you know, if you are looking to save a little bit of cash and you're looking to go down from those premium options like Tedesco, Latrell Mitchell. Um, he sits at that price range where you could probably use that extra 150 to 200,000 and, and bolster your team in other positions. Uh, you could do a, a lot worse than going with Dylan Edwards. He's pretty reliable. And we saw last year, 66 average, um, that that's a pretty, pretty solid return for a full season in Dylan Edwards. And you know, that the guy's just going to go for you all year. So pretty, uh, pretty reliable. There's definitely worse options at fullback for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was sort of looking at him a lot more, um, before the recent rule changes. Um, because you know how New South Wales like to play every, uh, every decent fullback in the state, (laughs) in their team. Um, and Dylan Edwards, I was wondering whether he wouldn't get a run and yeah, he could, you know, bang you out 70 on those weeks that you wouldn't have a Teddy, Luttrell, Turbo. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah. you you mentioned the rule changes. That's kind of flipped things on its head a little bit now, hasn't it? The best 13 during the buy rounds. We'll probably do a a separate episode on that just to kind of have a chat about how that affects, uh, I guess, our approach throughout the year. And we'll probably touch on that a little bit closer to the season. But, you know, when you're talking about best 13 now, instead of having to try and get 17 or even 15 or 16 blokes together on in your team and the one buy round, it, it, um, kind of makes it a little bit less important, I guess, to be dodging origin players. Um, so yeah, it's probably dropped his stocks a little bit in the super coach world, unfortunately, but I, I wouldn't argue with you if you decided to go with Edwards as opposed to, you know, sail a troll to save up money.
1: Look like, and how many weeks do you end up with 13 through that origin period? Uh, you're taking out, probably the nearly the 40 best players in the comp. I don't think it changes it too much because you're going to want to get those points on the boards through the buy rounds to still try and step up. But I do think it helps to keep some, some casuals engaged. So.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that I've been thinking about this. And the more I think about it, the, the less annoyed I am about it. I think it'll, it'll make, it'll make people a little bit more engaged. I mean, how often do you see um, all the ghost teams drop in from probably origin period onwards? Cause they realize, Oh, you know, my three quarters of my team's out. Uh, haven't got enough trades. Uh, I'm in a pretty ordinary position. I'm coming fifty thousands or whatever. And um, they end up giving up and just don't change their team for the last half of the year. So it might keep people a little bit more involved throughout the whole season. So I, I don't see that as a bad thing.
1: Well, I was trying to think of it. Cause I think you, you did this as well last season. Uh, we're not, massive AFL fans. Um, I watch hmm. a little bit, I try to get to maybe one lines game a year and I was thinking of this. If an AFL fan was doing NRL super Coach, cause maybe their mates were into it. That's the point that, that I'd drop off. Um, that's the point that they would drop off. And I think still getting your best 13 and still getting some good points on the board and maybe, you know, maybe it popping up and you're finishing in the 40% instead of, you know, the, the eighty percent, um, yeah, I think it'd keep everyone
2: engaged. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. We'll roll with it. Um, yeah, I, the, the backline looks exactly the same for the Panthers this year. So yeah, we've got To'o and May on each wing, and then you've got Tungo and, and Stephen Crichton on a, on either side. Um, thoughts on the backline? There is there anybody that grabs you?
1: Look, yeah, I think that there's plenty of plenty of chatter to be said about the the back line, but I think we've just got to chat, chat about the fact that Taylor May is going to miss the first two rounds due to his um, his suspension from something that seemed to happen like two years ago, but, uh, <laughs> but he, <laughs> it's outside of my pay grade to, uh, to delve into that too much, but we just need to be aware that he's not going to be there for the first two two, two weeks of the season and then into their buy into round 3. So if you were electing to have May, probably someone to look into round 4 more so than uh, spending the very premium price of nearly 700k and throwing him in round 1.
2: Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. I'm not looking at May at all. At 675,000, that's just um, an outrageous price for For you know, obviously you take him at the start of the season at 170,000 or 200,000 or whatever he was that he started at. Um but at that kind of price, that's more expensive than Brian Toto. And if I, if you ask me to choose between the two, I'm taking Toto every day of the week. Um, in saying that, yeah, with, with Toto, obviously with sorry with with May kind of uh, being out that first two weeks, do you see Totto then go into the left wing? Is that how you envision that setup initially?
1: Yeah, I think I see Totto filling in for May over that other side, which I think is way better for top. That's where I'd like to see him play. And until I realized that I wasn't actually looking at having Brian in my team, but now I'm looking at it. I think that at 640 K, um, he's excellent value. And I think at least for the first couple of weeks, he's going to be, he's going to exceed that 60 average. Um, I think we could see a, see a really good price rise and, I hope that he proves that he could stay on that side. I hope that the coach sees that he should be over that side. Um, next to your boy Stephen instead of being next to your boy Stephen Crichton, uh, which I've heard you call him off air blue hands.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm not the only person to call him that, to be fair, but he um, to give him credit, <laughs> he has developed a little bit of a passing game over the back end of last season. You started to see that little flick pass out the back to to Tor on the right. So I don't I don't hate it, but Anybody playing outside Crichton, I'm not a a huge fan of, which is why I'm going to probably go against you on on Toho, and I'm going to say that might be a bit of a bust this year if he's outside Crichton (laughs) for the rest of the season. I just love him on the left wing. Um, I love him on the left side. He's only had one full season, and that was obviously a couple of years ago before May took over that left wing position, and and he had an average of 85. Um, Every other season on the right wing, he's averaged around 55 to 60. So, again, are we going to see... Um, that 85 average toto on the right wing i I'm, I'm pretty certain that we won't um but again yeah you know toto is such a good player that he can create his own opportunities and and he just eats up base stats for fun so look i'm more than happy to be wrong and there might even be a chance at some point in this season that i'll that i'll grab him um, if he if his price drops probably around that 550 mark um but i'm i'm going to fade toto initially i think
1: Yeah, look, I'm going to go with him. But what I want to tell the listeners is don't see him get – you just threw the stats at me. Don't see him get 90 and 100 in the first two weeks. Have the bye week and get him into your team. That's what I'm scared about uh, for more so the casual uh, watcher, not understanding that he's a lot better outside on the left-hand side than he is going to be outside glue hands, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um
1: uh, mate, did I
2: sorry, Isaac did you want to Tungo, about...
1: Yeah, that's that's where I was. I at.
2: want to talk about <laughs> I want to talk about him because uh, he, he's at 627,000 now. Um more than happy to give him a plug because uh the, I get a lot of tips from him rugby league guru. He's he's very high on on Tungo and and sees him having an even bigger year this year. And the reasoning behind it uh which I kind of agree with in a way is that Without kick, so when when Kickow was obviously on the left edge, they used Kikau a lot. So they used Tungo as that sweeping underman where he'd run that decoy back in. Uh, and then obviously Kickow would sweep around the back and either get it out to, to May on the overlap or go himself. So that, that created a lot of opportunities. And he ran, he was basically a professional decoy last year. And, um, he's, I think he scored 11 tries and, um, nine, he had nine tries disallowed last year. So when you go from eleven to twenty, um, that's a that's an elite year and, and that could be a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand in price, really. Um now does Tango now become the guy now that Kiko's gone? So it, that's a question, I guess, now that Kiko's not there, are they gonna use Tango more? Are they gonna use him not as a decoy, but as the guy that gets the ball? Um something to think about, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's certainly worth looking at. I'll be looking elsewhere for for six hundred K. Um, Tungo, May were the best cash cows I've nearly ever seen last season. Like they were amazing. Coming into a Penrith outfit doing what they did and like you said, getting a 60 average. But for 600, like you're talking about Brian To'o or Isaac Tungo, where are you going to go? Well, obviously you'd rather look at look at Tungo?
2: Uh, I still don't think so. <laughs> um, I, you know, if I'm not looking at Toto, I'm not looking at Tango. Uh, I think there's better options out there at that kind of price in other teams it, that I'm sure we'll mention in the coming weeks.
1: Yeah. I'd just like to mention um, Tango's base is excellent for a center. Um, it's something that just needs it. Like, you're going to get some consistency out of him. I don't think you're going to get... Brian Toto, you could get 300 points in four weeks and get, 280 in three of them and 20 in one of them. You're not going to get that with Tungo. So if you are looking for some consistency, he's someone that you could look at.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: Yeah, completely agree. Um, popping into the halves, um, Nathan Cleary. He has yeah. to be. 70, 80 percent owned uh, going into the season. I might check. Exactly
2: You'd think what so, is actually. You would. You would think so. Uh, I think Nathan Cleary is probably at a discount right now at eight hundred and forty thousand. He averaged eighty last year, but he also missed a few games. Um, obviously had that suspension, and and obviously missed a few games through Origin. Um, so I think you're probably getting him at about sixty k discount as a minimum. Um, and I'm more than happy to take that sixty k to the bank and use it elsewhere. Uh, I can probably guarantee that he'll be pushing a million, um, by the time we hit the origin period, uh, based on the, the Penrith draw. So I'm more than happy to lock him in my team. He's in my team right now. And basically the easiest person to go and just put the armband on every single week, the captain's armband, you can just leave him there and you'll never really be disappointed with your season. If you, if you go that route.
1: No, you can't look past him. Um, 840 is a premium, but I'm looking at him over someone like Nico. Um, I do can just see cleary like you said pushing that million uh nico i could see him having as good of a season as he had but i think cleary's safer i think cleary is cheaper and i think we can actually make some money out of him yep yep spot on i think it's a no-brainer yep and looking at the number number six um at nearly 600k he uh, I suppose he might not be too good at best man speeches, but um, he's pretty good at football, isn't
2: he? <laughs> yeah, he goes all right. He goes okay. Um, I, I wonder how he's going to go with an adjustment to having a new left-edge second rower in um, Luke Garner, who we'll speak about in a minute. Um, yep. Uh, you know, he had a lot of success with with Kikau there. You know, and, and again, we bring up Kikau so much because he had such an impact in the way that this side was structured last year and the way that they played. Uh, they went down the left a lot because he was their best ball runner. Um, he was their best hole runner. And it made sense because um, I had a lot of success down that side. So you just keep doing it. But this year, is it going to be different? Um, I think it will be. I think it might affect Jerome Lua. Uh, I'm probably going to go out and say that I reckon he might even decrease in average this year just off the back of that. And obviously, look, he's average 56. It's not amazing. He's definitely better options in, in the six. Um, and he also plays origin. So, I mean, how many origin players do you want to have in your in your team? It's definitely a consideration as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I won't be looking at him either. I think you're paying that, that mid-premium price. And I'm looking actually to fade the sixth position a little bit, trying to save a bit more money to to afford my guys like Cleary um, yep. and Tedesco and M-Blokes like that. Um, stepping into the forward pack, though, uh, we've got Leota at 480K coming off a 45 average, and we've got James Fisher-Harris. Um, is there anyone there that you'll be looking at?
2: Um, no, uh, I feel like the second row front row, I mean, front rows dirt this year, to be honest, it's, it's one of those positions where you probably would be more than happy to just go cheap there. There's some good mid range options, um, that I'm sure that we'll talk about. We've mentioned a few on the podcast last episode, so I'll be, I'll be passing on the two front rowers from the Panthers, but there is a second rower that I may be able to squeeze into my team and we'll talk about him in a second. What about yourself? Yeah.
1: um, I won't be looking for the front row for the Panthers. Um, I won't be looking at the bench from the Panthers. I'll be looking at doing very little from the Panthers um, in the forward pack. Um, I will be looking at oh, – look, I'm going to have half a look at Mitch Kenny. Um, I just think he's a juicy, cheap price, 310 um, I'm interested to see the minute splits um, between uh, Kenny and Sonny Luke. I think Mitch Kenny is probably your meat and potatoes footballer. I think he's going to come out. He's going to do the job. I think he's going to pass it around, but you're not going to get the you're not going to get the points that you used to get from an um, who's departed and left to the West Tigers this year. I think if he could push 65, 70 minutes. Um, he could be a guy to watch, but Sonny Luke's exciting. He's going to come off the bench. He's going to provide that spark. And I think they're going to be looking to give him 25 minutes, kind of making them both irrelevant for Supercoach. Uh, would you agree with that, Breno?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think what you're likely to see initially uh, is going to be a pretty even 40-40 split between Mitch Kenny and Sonny Luke. Uh, yeah, okay. I'd, I'd love to be able to see... If Mitch Kenny can break sixty minutes, I mean, he could be a guy that gets about forty-five to fifty, and is that enough at that price? Might be to make you a hundred grand. Um, yeah. Do you do you really want to make a hundred grand, um, or do you want to have a slow burn, or, or are there better options at Hooker? I can probably say now there are better options at Hooker. Um, <laughs> I think if
1: they're doing a forty forty split, Sunny Luke's better value. I actually expect Kenny to play sixty, and I still don't think he's that good a value. So. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you've mentioned Sonny Luke and, and he's actually kind of my my cheapie from this team. It was really hard to find any sort of cash value because they did so <laughs> well last year. Um, but I feel like Sonny Luke, so some stats for you. He actually had the third most try assists in the New South Wales Cup last year. loves yeah, right. running the ball, had the second most line break assists and had the most receipts across the whole competition, meaning he's touching the ball the most out of any other player in the competition so he loves getting involved he loves running from dummy half he's quite creative um i feel like that they might obviously use luke off the bench which makes a lot of sense but use him as that injection of uh energy that they probably will need through the middle when the for when the forwards are tired fatigued at about that 30 minute mark uh they might be able to get luke onto the field there so he's going to be my sheepy um from the panthers <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, stepping into the
1: second row, mate, uh, I know there's someone you want to chat about. Take the floor.
2: Yes, Luke Garner. Now, I mean, look, uh, he's kind of been in and out of my team. Uh, uh, you know, Obviously, with with news coming across, we, we find out things every day about people's roles and, and who's preferred in different positions across different clubs. And he's been in and out. Um, I'm not 100% sure on him, but I, I'm classing him as a smoky only because I think at 435,000 and a four, based on a 41 average, he's coming from the Tigers, right? So when you come from the Tigers, who didn't do well last year, let's face it, come last, um, he didn't get good ball. He didn't get good opportunity over there. And he's coming to the best left edge in the competition. Um, you can guarantee there's going to be an uptick in opportunity there. Um, he's a really good line runner. Uh, you know, but the but the question is, is he going to be used as a decoy? Uh, he's obviously not going to step in and we're not expecting him to be really kick out. So are they going to be, is Luai going to be using him as a bit of a decoy to get more ball to tango? Uh I, I could foresee that happening and we could end up in a trap, but let's say it comes off and he averages you 55, 60, which is very, very possible to do. Loves a try. Um, he could absolutely be a really good person to start with initially to make you 150 grand i
1: agree and i think he's someone to look at i sort of put it he's not brian toto but i sort of put him the opposite to that so if, if you see in the first two weeks that garner scoring well he's a bloke that you want in the third week whereas to you know the first two weeks if you see him score really well you still need to wait and see if you don't own him at the start so if he's on good point you know after that buy round, i'm gonna want him in, if he gets 55 60 the first two weeks i'll be looking in. But to start the season at his price, it's an awkward price. Like, do you go 200K, use that 200 to step up to a premium premium guy? Um, I don't really want 415K sitting on my bench uh, when there's, there's the premium guys that I want the points and there's the 200K guys that I want to make some money out of so that I can turn one of those guys into another 600K guy. It's an awkward price for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the same page as you. Uh, I think one thing we also agree on is is the lock, uh, the number 13 as AEO, um, priced at nearly, but pretty much 700000 and he's got a 66 average coming off last year. Mr. Reliable, the bloke that you know that you can plug in and he'll get you 60, he'll get you 50 in base, um, does the job, makes a ton of tackles, plays a lot of minutes. Um, but does he have the ceiling or the upside to some other options across the board? I'd probably argue that he doesn't. He's not that bloke that's going to go and get you a ton or 120, um, but he'll get you a safe 60 to 70 every single week. What are your thoughts on Yo? I
1: think it depends how you want to play the game, and I think you've got to make your decision on certain positions before the year. Like if you want the opportunity for someone to come out and score 150, you're not looking at Yo. But a lot of those guys that can throw 150 out, like people don't average 150 in super coach. A lot of those guys that come out and get the 150 can get you 30 or 40 some weeks. You're never going to get that from Yo. You're going to get, you know, between 60 and 70. He's going to, he's going to get that. He's going to cover that. He's not going to make you any money. He's not going to lose you any money. He's going to be exactly as advertised. And if you're looking for that, you could look at Yo. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely, uh, mate. We'll quickly skip through the bench, I reckon, because there's not really anybody worth um, talking about super coach wise here. I think uh, looking at the the bench starting kind of four, you're looking at Sonny Luke, like we mentioned. Um, Scott Sorensen and Spencer Lenu are there, and, and I'm not looking at either of those guys, um, and and probably whoever jags that last spot, maybe Jamin Salmon. Um, it's it's hard to see any of them having enough opportunity in that uh, in that team that's clearly stacked and going for three premierships in a row. I don't think they're going to be tinkering with too many things.
1: No. And if one of these guys that we're talking about was, you know, in the low 200s or like Sonny Luke's the only bloke that's there, I would be looking at it. I would be looking at Scott Sorensen. If he was 200 K, I would be looking at Spinsel and you, if he was a hundred K cheaper, um, same with peachy, um, same with uh, the weak gutted dog. Um, I think if, I think these guys are too good. I think they're not going to get the minutes, and they're good. They're experienced. Yeah, I'm not looking to get any of these guys in my team unless they drop to 200K and get some opportunity over Origin. Even then, I'm probably not looking at yeah. them.
2: Yeah. No, I agree with you, mate. Um, the, I suppose the last thing to mention about the Panthers is the buys. Um, So the Panthers have a buy in round three and then they've got the two of the three major buy rounds uh 13 and 19 they've also got a buy so it's worth thinking about there um obviously with the with the guys playing origin it actually doesn't affect them too much considering their team already has the buy on 13 and 19 but there yeah. is a consideration that they do get the rest uh in round 12 or 14 or either side of that um in the lead up to those rounds so uh worth considering but uh, do, does the th- round 3 buy for these guys deter you at all
1: no, no, it doesn't. Um, I'm looking to spend cash and I'm looking to get points on the board uh, out of the Penrith Panthers. And I think you're going to get that with Cleary. I think you're going to get that with I'm to- oh. um, It's going to scare me from having four Panthers in the team, but it's not going to scare me from, from, you know, spending a lot of cash in two
2: positions there. Yeah, fair shout, mate. I think that wraps um, us up for yeah, yeah. the Panthers. Unless you had last one last thing to say.
1: Look, I've got the Panthers finishing finishing first for the year. I don't see him winning the comp, um, but yeah, I think if you're struggling during the season and you find yourself with 100 or 200k short of hitting a home run, downgrading to Teddy or downgrading Teddy or Latrell down to Dylan Edwards, to upgrade at another position. I don't think you're going to you're gonna lose a lot of cash. And I think where money counts and where we're having a look now, the difference between having a 400K guy to a 550K guy could be really important. And I just think it's something that people need to look at at the start of the year. Everybody's going to see Teddy and Latrell locked in, but if you can get a lot more points at another position and it covers that, I think Dylan Edwards is probably the third best guy to look at. So... Um, it's just something I just want to yeah, like to chat about. Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. I have the yeah. I have the Panthers. F- I'm going to say they finished second this year. I'm very high on on another team that we'll talk about soon enough. Um, I think they're they're going to take it out this year. So um, Panthers second for me, first for you. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Well, yeah, I do think that
2: re- that wraps it up. Um, where can where can we find you on socials, uh, Brandon? Um, Mate, I'm just, uh, I'm pretty much everywhere, but if you, uh, I'm most active on Twitter. So if you search brain underscore FS or supercoach brain on Twitter, you'll find me. Um, how about yourself, mate? Uh, at sc underscore matrix on, uh, on Twitter. That's where you'll find me. Perfect. All and, right. um, you know, if you like what you've heard today and uh, want to subscribe or support the channel, head to Molten Fantasy Sports on YouTube and click that subscribe button and uh, we'd really appreciate the support and hopefully we can bring you some more value and, and we'll kick on with the rest of the teams in the coming days.
1: All right. Thanks, mate.